journey. It's time to talk with Liz and Peter. All right, I got a topic that is light and fluffy and really easy to digest today. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Systemic racism. <laughs> stupid joke. I know, I know. That was, <laughs> but that it was, made me laugh. That was a dad joke level. It made me laugh, though. Yeah. That, was, that was good. So, <laughs> for people who don't know, I'm white, Liz is black. We've been together for like five-ish years now. We I, keep picking different numbers for how long we've been together. Could be one year, could it, be 15 years. It's been years. at least three, but I'm not sure if it's been five. I, I don't know. What is time? What is time? Time right? is but a construct right. that we give meaning to, even though it may not necessarily mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I say all of that to give some background that I do plan on marrying Liz at some point. I do plan on buying a home with her. I do plan on having children with her. Whether or not she's down for all of that, I'm pretty sure <laughs> doesn't matter because we live in a white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalist society. And, well, I check, check all those boxes, so... I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, possession, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that I got onto this idea is because I saw a an article in the news yesterday, and it's from The Root, and it's titled, Interracial Couples Home Receives Higher Appraisal After Removing All Signs of Blackness from the House, dash, including the wife. And it's not that I have not thought about the ways that we as a couple are discriminated against. <clears throat> It's just that seeing this is another reminder. It's just another in a long list of examples of, I don't know, soft discrimination, I guess you could call it, or systemic racism. But basically, you know, there doesn't need to necessarily be an explicit law that disenfranchises people of color. It just happens in the way that our institutions run. So this story, basically, white man, black woman, married couple, have a kid, they get their home appraised. I think they're in Florida or Tennessee, I can't remember exactly. But either way, they live in a neighborhood where homes go for between $350,000 and $550,000. And they received an appraisal from an appraiser who was really rude and condescending to them during the inspection for $330,000. So the wife knew what was going on. She removed all of and like every trace of blackness, like pictures of their family. I guess they have pictures of, um, you know, famous strong black folks to inspire their son, that sort of thing, which I think is all, you know, well and good. But they did that, removed all the photos, had another appraiser come in because their bank was like, whoa, no, 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 no. Like, we want you guys to refinance your house, but we want you to refinance it for what it's actually worth. So they sent a second appraiser. The wife wasn't there. The son wasn't there. They conveniently chose that time to go on a little shopping trip. And the white man husband uh, was there to r run the appraiser through. They got the second appraisal back. Uh, it's $130,000 more than the first one. It's like $460,000, something like that. And nothing changed other than any sign of blackness being removed from that house. So, Liz, I lay all that out. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. What feelings does this bring up for you? It makes me feel scared, attacked, and ashamed. Um, and also this weird shock, like surprise, not shock, it's surprise. Um, I don't tend to view myself as someone who's going to get discriminated against. I, 
I don't ex I expect to move through the world with you, Peter, or on my own and be treated the same as everyone else. Um, I was raised with that expectation. I was raised like in an all white community. I went to all white schools, private schools. I had an expectation to be treated the same as my classmates and I, I was to my knowledge as a kid. But when I see things like this, it is, it's weird to have your brain believe you to be equal and to have high self-esteem and be like, yes, I'm a human being. I'm an equal to all the other human beings walking around and then see evidence in our society that reminds you, no, you're not. And when that the signs of no, you're not equal mix with your your self-esteem and your ego saying, yes, I am, it creates this confusion inside of am I supposed to be less than? Am I less than? Am I supposed to feel bad about myself? Is there something about me that is going to make Peter's life harder? Because I feel like I'm an equal partner. So when I see things like this, it makes me question who I am and doubt myself. And I don't think, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable mm -hmm. in a really core self kind of a way, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's oftentimes when I hear about racist things, you can hear a cat in the background. <laughs> when I hear about racist things, that's, that's usually what happens. It hits right at my core self, at my self-esteem and who I am. And it reminds me that as I move through the world, other people don't see me just as who I am or as a person quite the same way. Some people do and some people don't. And you can't tell the difference between the people who do or don't so it just makes you uncomfortable all the time. Mm -hmm. But it also makes me wonder, on the end of the appraiser, is that person racist? Or does that person have unconscious biases and, and racism that they're not aware of? Because sometimes people disproportionately target people of color and black people in ways that even the person may not be conscious of. I'm thinking of, for example, a police officer who thinks they're pulling over people for traffic tickets in equal ways, regardless of race, but they may not realize they view black people as more suspicious than white people. Mm -hmm. So they may be disproportionately pulling over black people thinking that they're not, but it's like this subconscious bias or, or prejudice. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, gosh, that's an appraiser of a house. Is this happening at my bank? Is this happening when I buy cars? Is this happening all the time? When this, I go to the doctor. When I go to the doctor from all these people yeah. who would never in their lives call themselves racist or mm -hmm. believe themselves to be, but they have an unconscious bias. And that makes me scared. Or was this appraiser really racist? And yeah, fuck this couple. I don't like them. And not knowing the difference makes me, it makes me uncomfortable just moving through the world. Yeah. I I completely understand, or well, not completely understand, but I, I definitely see why that would make you feel uncomfortable. That is a really shitty situation to be in. To answer your question, I think both are true. If you grow up in the United States, especially if you're white, you are racist. You have been indoctrinated, steeped in the tea of racism for your whole life. I'm someone who considers myself anti-racist. I work every single day to purge those parts of my indoctrination to de-radicalize myself. Yeah, you're really active about it. But most people are not. And if you say something like, all white people are racist in the United States, which is a true statement, it is just 100% true. You can't grow up, you can't live in the United States as a white person without enjoying the benefits of racism, having yourself be indoctrinated by it from when you're a little kid, having everybody around you reinforcing those racist ideologies. If you are white in America, you are fucking racist. Honestly, if you're a person of color in the United States, you're probably receiving so much of that indoctrination yourself that you might even dislike your own race in certain ways or like... Um, I would call it internalized racism. 
Like mm -hmm. where you've internalized that prejudice. Yeah. And the research has shown that as well. It's not a probably. That's what the research has demonstrated as well, mm -hmm. that, that living in a society and a culture of racism, especially one that doesn't have positive representation of, of people of your color mm -hmm. or just your culture or your ethnicity, then you internalize those messages in ways that can make you kind of like what I described, question yourself or be prejudiced sometimes against your own people in subconscious ways that you may not even realize. And a lot of the times they're doing these studies with people, subconscious technology mm -hmm. or with little children or other ways where it's not like your conscious brain making decisions mm -hmm. to be prejudiced. It's just, it's like you said, it's the, it's the culture we're raised in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it permeates everything. You know, I, I see, now correct me if I'm wrong, skin lightening cream, it's a thing, right? It's a thing. It's and a thing I found in my relatives' bathrooms, yeah. which makes me really uncomfortable. I cried when I found it. Right. So that in itself is internalized racism, like believing that your skin needs to be lighter for you to be more valued by society. Like, I, I, I don't know what the exact wording is, but it's something along those lines. Yeah. Skin lighter, your hair should be different. Mm -hmm. Whatever that makes an ethnic person ethnic, you believe it to be less than. Mm -hmm. So what's fucked up is I saw a similar thing happen when I was living in Korea. Korean people are normally pale as fuck. Like there are some brown skinned Korean people out there, but for the most part, most Korean folks are really pale. And even there, there is a huge skin bleaching, skin whitening cream industry because whiteness is the ideal. The whiter you are, the more valued you are by society. And that to me is very illustrative of the colonial spread of white supremacy throughout the whole world because people in Asia, people in Korea, you know, people in Japan, Japan's never been invaded before, still subscribe to this internalized racist beauty standard. I mean, yeah, not just to target those countries, but it's really any country where there are dark skinned people. It's in a variety of African countries in India. I was watching Indian Matchmaker on Netflix and they were one of the characteristics that a lot of the guys were looking for in a potential wife was fairness. Mm -hmm. So she'd be like, oh yeah, this girl's fair. And I would cringe every time, but it's it's not like she was a bad person. Like that's the reality. That's their society. That's what everyone's steeped in. So when you extend that into other areas of society, housing, employment, education, healthcare. That aspect of internalized racism, of white supremacy, of all of that becomes super problematic and we see it in this story. We see it when the appraiser comes in. Regardless of whether or not he identifies as a white supremacist, dude was exhibiting some racist behavior. They're just like straight up. Because appraising a house, that's like the majority of a family's wealth is in their home. So if, if you're the appraiser and you basically tell the world, hey, uh, this home is worth more than $100,000 less than it should be, you're in a way crippling that family's progress. It happens in all sorts of other aspects like we talked about. Like the, This also really reminds me of uh, the GI Bill and the, I think they were FHA loans right after World War II. You know, you have hundreds of thousands of black folks returning from fighting in World War II. As a reward, they were supposed to get education and housing, low interest loans, basically. That was denied to so many black folks just because they were black. You can have the government say, oh yeah, we'll guarantee this, this low interest loan, but if no bank will service that loan, and there are no neighborhoods that will allow you to buy a house in that area, redlining, you're not free. You're not enfranchised the same way as other people are. It, it is systemically making you a second-class citizen forever. A whole, a whole group of people just turned into second-class citizens because of white supremacy. Like generationally is what you mean by forever. Yeah, I think it's something because like it, white white families have 15 times the wealth of black families and it's mainly due to home ownership. Yeah, like a lot of people 
know that statistic but don't understand the mechanism behind it M the various mechanisms yeah m most people don't know the racist history of this country i mean i came from a pretty working class middle of the road background you know went to decent schools went to both public and private schools and the questions of race never ever really came up they were all just sort of glossed over or you know maybe you get some palatable martin luther king quotes and you know that whole sort of thing but but yeah so basically saw this article today made me think about the future how we're gonna have to deal with shit like this and it pisses me off agreed